Chance the motherfucking rapper with a capitalized uh, times. Not the times, you know what I'm saying? The times, the chance, the love on. Get the money, niggas still care about mixtapes. That's not true. That's not true. There, it's like every other week that I'll say, all right, I start counting down. You're like, wait, 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 wait. I haven't pulled it up yet. He, he always waits until you, you get to like two. Like, you start and then at I, five. And then, and then I like start, two. and then yeah, and then I start GarageBand up, and I just hit play, and I'm like, fuck yes, look at me. <laughs> so inspirational. Welcome I, back to the Color Theory Podcast. You forgot to where say Where we have lost Yay, Fifty, Ice Cube. And now Lil Wayne. R.I.P. to the gods. Pour one out. Press it's your host, TZ. Respects. <laughs> A.K.A. All over Young my TZ. It ain't easy. Being wheezy. <laughs> A.K.A. Young Hove. E. Oh A.K.A. Childish Bambino. A.K.A. Biracial Angel. Gonna wipe one with a black dad. Bing. A.K.A. Mayor of Smack City. Smack we Smack have uh, the brand Cupcake. Chardonnay, Chardonnay on tap Is for it good? tonight. AKA Tubba Gump. AKA Fat in the Hat. AKA Liger Woods. AKA David Ortiz. AKA Jung Dijarati. AKA Chunk Master Flex. AKA Grill Zaddy AKA Fresh Prince of Trent Indian Service Area. <laughs> <laughs> do you think it would be hold on, do you think it would be if you just said Tissa? Do you wanna try it I out? Was. Do you wanna try it out? Do you wanna run it back and see what it sounds and we can decide now? Run that shit All right. back. Alright, so <laughs> AKA Grill Zaddy. A.K.A. Fresh Prince of Tissa. <sighs> I like Trenton Indian Service Area. Yeah, me too. Yeah, It's a mouthful. Yeah, but I know. None of our fucking A.K.A.s are short. Uh, A.K.A. TZ. He different. Mm, he built different. A.K.A. Mod of the year four times in a row. <laughs> A.K.A. CEO of the Silly Goose Club. AKA TZ McTeaserson. AKA your 2032 presidential nominee. I'll actually put music in for that every time. We'll stretch it out. Whoa, TZ. Whoa, TZ. And I'm here with the homies. It's your boy Tyrell, a.k.a. Ishtamaza, a.k.a. Tyree Irving, a.k.a. Strong, Tall, and Handsome, a.k.a. You Best Believe I Churn, a.k.a. DJ Letter Grade Deduction, a.k.a. Coming in White Women Like My Name Baby Bunk, a.k.a. Suzuki Spliffy, a.k.a. Color Selector, Color Corrector, a.k.a. Glizzy God, a.k.a. Number One Runner But I Don't Run, a.k.a. The Reason We're Recording on a Thursday, 
AKA, it's outrageous that my Nobel Peace Prize talent gets overshadowed by the typewritings of Louis von Squidwilding Schnauzers. AKA, modding Twitch from the trunk of a clapped out Crown Vic with peel and paint and blown shocks. Let's AKA, go. bigger disaster than a Subaru sliding sideways through the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> RIP the Snoopy float, you will be missed. Not AKA, Snoopy. take Jason Derulo floats. AKA, yuck. <laughs> I'm so happy you put it at the end this week. I was about to say, because last week you put it like right in the middle. I was like, man, yeah, it, it gets so lost. Yeah, that was like a mistake on my part. Like the nah, way I have perfect. it written out, it was still like in the middle of everything. And I just kept like running down it. I was like, oh, fuck. So I had to move it back down to the bottom. I had to like actually no, edit the list. That is much appreciated. I really do appreciate your thought that goes into this. I got you, Dizzy. <laughs> As opposed to what's written in the docket. <laughs> Uh, what's up? It's your boy, Young Yosh, a.k.a. Famtasia, a.k.a. Ducky, a.k.a. Quack. Mexican Simba, a.k.a. Short Native But My Dick Tall, a.k.a. Black Falcon, a.k.a. Falco, a.k.a. Apple Cheeks, a.k.a. She Call Me Yosh When I'm Tweeting, Call Me Jordy When We Fuck, a.k.a. Honey Jord, a.k.a. Hoodie Jordan, a.k.a. She Sucked Me Clean in the Civic, Now My Kids Are on Broadway, a.k.a. Damn Jordy, a.k.a. back Jordy, a.k.a. Clairvoyant Falcon, a.k.a. E.A. Falcon, It's in the Wangs, a.k.a. Chef Jordan Ramsey, a.k.a. Jordy B. You know where I'm at. You know where I be. A.K.A. Baby Carrot Dick, but it's still to the fat yak. A.K.A. Father Yosh preaching the gospel of the hardwood. A.K.A. Frog Legs 31. A.K.A. Big Pot Yosh. A.K.A. It's... ASMR. Yosh. A.K.A. King of the Fall Guys. A.K.A. Mayor of Lebronto. A.K.A. I'm winning. I'm dreaming. I'm inspiring. I'm silly. So, I work hard. I get mine. AKA, gotta hear both sides. AKA, game six in Boston, game five in Detroit, game six in Cleveland, game seven in Golden State, game seven in San Antonio, game two in Toronto, game one in Golden State, game five in the bottle. Every single time I get on this fucking podcast. And hey, we've streamed twice this week. It's monumental. You don't and, say. Uh, both nights, there has been a certain message by a certain mod of the year four times. Not once, not twice, not three times. Four times in a row. Who has dropped the hottest bar, the number one contribution to the entire chat with Sky has a fat, fat cooch. That's right. Boys, I was thinking about it. Um, I did apply to to try and get a, a sponsor for the podcast. I'm still waiting to hear back. Uh, I'm going through uh, numerous offers uh, as as we speak to sift through, you know, who who we really want to be associated with moving forward. And so, did you check uh, with Adam uh, and Eve? Promo uh, good defense. They're they're they're. they're uh, We've been going back and forth, uh, you know, for contract negotiations, and so we'll uh, we'll see how that process goes moving forward. Fuckers uh, wheeling. I, I know that they're more. really, they're 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 trying, but you know, I don't know. Shout out yeah. Teasy man, fucking hustling, bro. He's just trying I'll, to get the bread. Also, I, respect it. I was Me too. Uh, I was I was thinking, and I, I don't know if there's a, a spot for us to put this anywhere. But uh, do we do we want to like do we, you know you know how we have a color of the day, 
which we'll get to. Don't get me wrong. Uh, <laughs> but what what if we had like Twitter a segment? bar of the a bar of the day or like a line of the day? Um, I mean, we listen to music, you know, because I was I was listening to uh, a certain song today uh, by Absol, a certain freestyle and, that he put out in, in 2020 this year. And there's a line in that song that I, just really resonates with me. Mm-hmm. And I just I wanted I wanted to share it with the world, but I just didn't know if this should be a thing we should continue on a weekly basis. I just wanted to kind of vet it and see what you guys thought. All right, go for it. Just say the line. The, the, the entire segment is hinging on this line, whether it's good or not. If it's a bad line, then we know what you're bringing to the table every week and we don't need that. We already put up with you enough, so let's see it. Well, uh, as I said, it was from uh, a great philosopher known as Absol. The modern and day, yes. He he says a line, uh, and I'm gonna have to pull up the uh, um, the song again because it's it's kind of a long title. I don't really know how to like pronounce it correctly. I guess. Um, but it's uh and i it goes by like the what is it the danger dan, danger whoopkey din, i don't know yeah Anyways. you're close i was trying I'm to close. look it up uh he says a line in there this is uh, uh about it about it uh n-word in nebraska and i i just felt that i i was driving in my car in Nebraska, I mean, it's where I live now, and it's just, it's just, it's just a strong, powerful statement uh, that just gives me confidence as I go about my day. Fuck preach, so, bro. So, I I wanted to let people know. Uh, I wanted to let Absol know, you know, when he listens back, that we yes, we sir. appreciate him. Hell yeah! Shouts to the God, <sighs> Soul Brother Number Two. The last one used to make beats for CL Smooth. Shouts to him. All right. Yeah. So based on your performance this week, the segment will continue into next week. No. Boo. His delivery was <laughs> trash. Let's he didn't go. put any effort into it. Let's His go. delivery was bad. Look, 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 look. I'm not saying it was perfect. There's room to improve. But All right. for a trial as as run. We, as long as we it was. It. Yeah, no, for a trial run, it, it was pretty good. We'll work on it. Much like we worked on my AKAs. We'll get there. All right, down. It's Rick Jordan. Uh, also, <laughs> I wanted to let you know because I don't, I don't know if you, if you uh, realized this is a monumental episode for us. Not only is this episode thirty, do we beat redacted? We have, we have now surpassed, surpassed redacted, redacted. We're canceling. This is the last episode, <laughs> yo. This is the last song <laughs> for most. Episodes and counting. No, 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 no. I can do this. I can do this. Okapoko, right now. I'm fucking ready. Um, Canceling. No, 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 no. I'm so ready. I'm so ready for this. I'm so ready for this. Uh, TZ, keep talking. I'll interrupt you when I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> uh, color of the day today uh, is hey, very yo, fuck, fitting. Fuck, fuck TZ for making me do this shit, motherfucker. <laughs> Quartz. Hey, yo, hey, yo, fuck TZ for making me do this. For making me do this shit. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> I had to throw everybody out the 
single quartz as like uh, a translucent. But my mama purse now is Louis Vuitton mom. This is the Color. last call, guys. Almost, almost like a clear, uh, but it's got. I love the ride. It's got some shine to it. You know, my I mean, God, is that a black card? And reply by yes, it's for the term. It's a hard one for me to describe. Dame did Russell. Oh wait, brains, power, and muscle like Teasy Tyrell and Yosh. Like that should be a segment. <laughs> Just fucking Jordan slurring his way through Pizza popular songs. This is the last call of the Color Theory Podcast, y'all. It's the Color Theory Podcast. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just have to let... There's a lot of dead silence. <laughs> you run the there... color of the day. Anything that you guys listened to this past week that you want the listeners to know about? Did you just ask him to run back the color of the day? Yeah, because I interrupted him the whole time with the, this is the last call. <laughs> we're not. I'm not going back. I forgot you were a trailblazer. Let's go. <laughs> we don't All look right. back. We only move forward. <laughs> Great philosophy in life. I thought so right. uh, this week I listened to Acts of Rebellion by Ella Minus. Uh, it's an electronic album. Um, I don't have like a whole hell of a lot to say about it because it really just faded into the background while like I drove home and it, it didn't stick with me. Like That's I got home and I was like, I don't really want to listen to this again. Mm. Um, yeah, listen to there. I know how that goes. Yeah. I listened to Public Void by Penelope Scott. Which I don't know how to describe. It's like nihilistic pop, like Gen oh, Z. Oh, that sounds fire! Yeah, no, it's so like, like Gen. That sounds like Billie Eilish. It it is, but like more pop than Billie Eilish. Like these songs have a lot more energy than like her shit. Tyrell, you know how the you know how bad guy goes. There's a lot of energy in that fucking goofy ass beat. Her, all right. So there's a lot of energy in that fucking Scooby Doo running through doors montage type beat. But, like, her delivery doesn't have a whole lot of energy behind it. And Penelope Scott has a lot more energy in her vocals. Um, <laughs> the opening and closing tracks of this uh, are re- both really good. Uh, the opening track is Cigarette Ahagao, and the final track is Rat. Um, it's, like, 26 minutes. It's a super easy listen. Uh, I also listened to, or I tried to listen to... Um, the Patty EP by Dave House, uh, which is listed as Americana, and it just was not good. I was not into it. <laughs> I wasn't feeling it. Um, I also tried to listen to Coming Clean by Brandon, and his voice sounded good. I just, none of the songs held me. Um, that could like very well be the fucking product of all the stress that I am under right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying I meant to, to listen to that. Yeah, I'm, like, trying to write my fucking thesis proposal, and I am dying inside. And so, like, trying to listen to music while I'm doing that was not the best. Which is probably why I liked the the Penelope Scott EP so much. TZ? Jordy? TZ? Jordy? TZ, baby, it's a turn. Let's go. 
<laughs> Jordan, is this your turn after Tyrell every single week? <laughs> uh, listen to Cell Soul Tube, Dej Loaf, uh, Nirvana by BK Darula. I really wanted that to be good too because I liked her her first project this earlier this year, and it wasn't bad. It was fine. It's very cloudy, very rough mixed, and I really appreciate her sound and her delivery when she raps. But it was kind of for me. Um, If you feel by Xavier Omar, I know TZ listened to this. I listened to it multiple times. The songs are fine. I've heard him when he's with Sango, way better. Like the stuff he makes with Sango, way more interesting. He sounds way better over it. On this project, the skits are so fucking cringe, dude. (laughs) I. I'm I'm telling you, I still think uh, cringiest skits of the week have to go to the Joyner Lucas album. You almost put that fucker on the docket. <laughs> I know. I know I, I did. I had, to, I had to pull the reins back on that one. I'd be like, oh no way. But we should we low key we low key should have so we could have did a skit comparison between that and this Xavier Omar. Because this this Xavier Omar is dorm room fucking getting high on fucking Keyboard cleaner and then just sitting there spouting shit. Um, where, I hang, to, hang on, hang on. Before we go further, dorm room getting high on keyboard cleaner. Where does that like sit on the spectrum compared to fucking J Cole sitting in the corner reading <laughs> Harry Potter? Well, those okay, because like, well, J Cole's is like very innocent. It's like you're, you know, like when you go to a swimming pool or like to the lake or anything, and before you jump in and you really plunge into it, you dip your toe in it and check the temp of the the water and shit. Yep. That was, that's Jay Cole in college when he was thinking and okay. he was pretend and he was like secondhand smoking the weed and he was just like inhaling the, the vapors after <laughs> and then he, he was, was he's like, sitting in the he corner would, as like would, they're fucking sparking up like <gasps> <gasps> yes! <laughs> and, and he was getting a contact high he was like yo I think I'm high. He, he would text. He would text the group chat in high school. He's like, "I got high for the first time, guys." Tongue out emoji with the eyes going all which ways. Uh, I listened to Meditations <laughs> by Caleb. Um, had to run it back one more time for Life of Pierre Four. <laughs> um, one more time, like that's never gonna come up again. <laughs> it's something that's come up almost every week, along with like Eternal Attack. Um, Burn One, Tap One, Zone Out by Dot Demo, which was cool. I listened to some of Bad Kid from the 4 by Duop Kane. Too Afraid to Dance by Chuck Strangers. TZ sent me this. I listened to it. The beats are great. I, I really enjoyed it. Short list in 18 minutes. Uh, I listened to the JPEG Mafia song on Gorillaz. Um, I also listened to the Ty Dollar Sign album. Wasn't paying 100% attention because I was playing it while I was streaming, but the mixing on it sounded really good on a few songs. And there, was, there were a few songs that stood out, but a lot of it was just generic sounding pop r&b crossover type of shit and it was just so eh it was um and then i've also been listening to delinquent duo by shofu and token black actually a lot like i've listened to that almost every day that's actually sent me that one song i listened to a few more those beats go hard the the beats dude they're rapping too they're like on the one song uh shofu is like uh call my n-words uh, Qbert, because they're lighting up the block, and I was like, "Come on, bro!" <laughs> uh, 
that's kind of hard. Like, I was like, come on, bro. <laughs> like that, like it was genuinely tough. And like, so the, the song, uh, squad stay lit, the token black opening verse on that is so charismatic that he sounds incredible. Like his flow, his inflections and the, just like his voice. So good. Oh my God. Bojack is really good too. The, it's good. Shout out to the whoever produced uh, Marvelous using the same sample as that fucking Days Gone by Cousin Sis. That shit goes hard. That whole, that is good. Shout out Pokemon Rap. <laughs> they didn't drop Pokemon, Pokemon bars, but that shit was hard. Yo, fucking, <sighs> speaking of Pokemon Rap, before we move on to TZ, I'm very sorry. My upstairs neighbor, again, last night, 2 a.m., played the fucking Pokemon intro from season one loud as shit on loop for about 10 minutes or maybe it's just a 10 minute song and i don't know anymore but then we transitioned into the pokey rap <laughs> and i could hear that bitch clear as day while i sat here in front of my fucking computer <laughs> typing away electris magmar article <laughs> yeah like, I heard that shit, and I was like, are they okay? Every day we get closer and closer to me fucking walking up and knocking on their door and asking them if they're okay. I need to update the playlist that I have for them. Because I have a playlist of just the music that they play, and I am genuinely concerned for them at this point. Yo, Pokemon rap goes kind of hard, Loki. So I also listened to uh, the Chuck Strangers Project. Uh Listen to the King Crooked EP. Uh, Was that good? It's it's King it's King Crooked. <laughs> Thanks, you <laughs> sold me on it. <laughs> um, Slaughterhouse game. Let's go to uh, the new Alchemist, the food villain. Ah, oh, fuck! Forgot about that too. <laughs> Was it good? We we talked about it. It's like twenty four minutes too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's good. It, I mean, it's Alchemist production is. Fantastic. Just say uh, it's an alchemist project. Just do what you did the King Crooked. There's two I think there's two fe- I think there's two like actual verses on it. Like there's a song with Action Bronson and I think there's one more, but I don't remember it. Um there's an entire dollar sign. Thought it was whatever. Was not impressed. Uh second listen was better than the first, but still I mean I didn't think it was worth talking about. Um I went back and listened to Yeezus. I uh, also went back and listened to Forever is a Mighty Long Time. Uh, forgot, how, forgot how good that is. What a uh, um, <laughs> I did I did listen to Joyner Lucas once. And I, I want to ask a question. I want to pose a question. Are you going to read me some skits? I'm not going to read you the skits. There's th- I think there's three skits on this project. And there are... Like very, very, very bad, <laughs> very bad. But my my question is, because I know we talked about it a little bit, like about Open Mike Eagle, how he's, uh, like he makes like relatable like music, I guess, to, in a sense, you know, where you can versus like if we listen to like fucking Benny the Butcher, like we can't really like relate to that lifestyle, eh. right? I so in the week since I said that, I I think I relate more to him. So my question would be like. What separates an open mic eagle to a Joyner Lucas? Uh, Joyner Lucas makes good music. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, what separates them is the childish antics behind Joyner Lucas's like bars and shit like that. Like he's way too cartoony, cartoony. Because remember when Hobson 
would make tracks like Hobson and Joyner Lucas are like in the same like circle They're on the same side of the Venn diagram. Yep. Along with like Eminem would be in the middle, like wherever you'd cross over. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. So, so where that's like you, you know, where in those two bad. circles would uh would uh, fucking open mic fall in? Would he be also be in the middle, or would he be on the open other side? Open mic, no, because like open mic eagle would be in like a separate one. You would, because you would have like you would have logic here. And Joiner Lucas here, and then Eminem in the middle. Like that okay. would be the type of shit you would have together. Like Open Mike Eagle would be here with like, it would be Open Mike Eagle, Billy Woods, bunch of that kind of shit. Quelle, Chris, and then your crossover would be like, who the fuck would be a mainstream rapper that would like crossover with that sound? Like where would the crossover be? Like Nas, <laughs> J Cole. No, we could. How many J. Cole fans do you think listen to Open Mike Eagle? Uh, <laughs> Pretty, f- I don't know. Like, yeah, none, bad, because bad. they're just sitting there with fucking their ABC 123 blocks in their mouth, chewing on them, listening to fucking work out for me, work out for me. And we're talking mad shit about J. Cole for fucking not even discussing one of his projects this week. <laughs> Speaking of the projects, we have two of them. First one, we have. Should I put Shay. a segue? Should I put it? Lingo. Should I put a sound effect that goes when you transition <laughs> from Southwest it's like London? Like a crazy segue. Is here with his debut album, the Worst Generation. Worst Generation. It was. It was funny because. Uh, I Jordan asked me we were listening to it last night. He's like, "Where did you find this?" Because Shaylingo is not a name I would say most people would know. Uh, well, partially because I mean he is part of UK hip hop, uh, but second because I mean he, he's only had two EPs to come out before this one in twenty eighteen and one in twenty nineteen, which I listened to neither, and so like this is was my introduction to Shaylingo going into this. Um, I, I all I will say is I go through some trenches here, uh, and but I'm just I'm gonna thank Apple Music for putting it on their like list of new hip hop albums, and I was like, you know what, the cover art's cool, I'm gonna give it a spin. And let me tell you what, Shay Lingo did not disappoint. I'm gonna be honest with you, I think I have listened to this album at least once a day since the day that it released. Uh, there's something about the production on here, how, how well it it varies and how good he sounds like going into this as well too. I don't know. I don't know if he does the production, um, on his own or if he had other producers. I don't, I don't have that question or I mean, I don't have that answer because genius didn't help us. Uh, thanks transcribers. And so uh, I, I was kind of in the dark here. But you could have transcribed there it was, yourself and then submitted it. That, mm, that ain't my job. And <laughs> there, there are song, some, some of the songs that I really, really enjoyed <laughs> were My Block, uh, Bobbing for Apples, and Dark Days. Those are probably my three favorites uh, going through this. this my Block is 
the beat in that is so good. It's so infectious. And I think that Shailingo does a really good job of using his voice to still sound interesting or and not get lost uh, in the background of the production, which I really enjoy. Do you think how much of this production sounds like UK production? Do you do you think? Mm, do you it's think not any, a lot. Did any of it? Did any of it just like other than his voice? Did any of this make you think of UK drill or anything like that? Because I thought it was, I thought it sounded like um, underground american rapper type beats see my my block had hints of it black ones also had like some hints of like uk like type shit but Mm -hmm. um a bit insecure that beat felt like raleigh richie to me like not Mm -hmm. like uk drill but it felt like a beat that raleigh richie would be at home on Mm -hmm. because whenever i think of uk rap i think of like super fast paced beats or, or like, like grime, the fucking, or or yeah, or like any yeah, like grime where they're over like sped up vocal samples and shit like that too. Mm-hmm. Or any or like UK drill, which is like the traditional where it's like the like noises in the yeah. like the bass kicks and everything. Yeah, I just say, and I don't, I don't think that this project does that. Um, I think that, like Tyrell said, like there's there's hints of it, and I think there's like. Uh, there's parts of like that type of production uh, that find their way into this from time to time, but I it, I like that it's not like overbearing. Like I feel sometimes if I listen to like a Wiley um, or even s- not not a ton, but some of Stormzy's production uh, is like that true like UK hip hop. Um, but yeah, I would agree with you that you know this. You know, doesn't really show show itself in that form. Um, Tyrell, what were your first impressions of this? It was so fucking smooth. Like his voice, uh, the production, the beats. I I loved the beats on this. Um, my block, black ones, uh, a bit insecure, and dark days were like the the four like standout tracks for me. But I let this play in the background like the last probably two or three days and i just let it run and it was like while i uh, worked and read and typed and stuff and even though like it bled into the background like i didn't get like tired of it Mm -hmm. it was just like a super pleasant listen every single time um but like because of how distracted i was i don't have like a lot that i pulled out of it um sounds like a running theme from week to week here tyrell it Look, man, you guys chose to start this as, as I started fucking grad school. There's only so much I can do at this point. Bro, it's fucking crunch time for him. Yeah, I'm dying. We're getting into that season, actually. We really are. But uh, <clears throat> black ones, the whole thing is like, hey, this is what people who wear black Air Force Ones do, which is also a recurring topic for us. And <laughs> I thought it was really fucking funny that we had an actual song about black Air Forces this week. Uh, Jordan, I know last night was your introduction as well. Did you go back and listen to this again today? I listened to it this morning, and then also while I was cooking, Tyrell put it on in the background and was playing it from, like, I think he started at Black Ones. I don't know. I didn't look over. I just saw it was a feature, but it went forever, so I'm just, like, looking at the track list would guess. That's what I started, started. at uh, Dark Days, actually. Wow. Wow, how long are those songs? Um. So... Our first time listening to it was last night while I was streaming, and 
One of the things is like whenever I play music while I'm streaming, if it's new music, I'll make a comment about whether or not it sonically sounds good because I'm not paying attention to lyrics. Like too much shit's going on for me to be sitting there dissecting bar for bar everything he's saying, especially when it, um, the person's coming with an accent. Like even though it's, it's, it's just a UK accent, it's still kind of hard to pick up shit that he's saying, <laughs> especially when we can't read along with the lyrics like TZ was saying. And I noticed that like, the production was solid. It definitely wasn't anything that wowed me. Because when I just look at the track list and I like, when I think back to when I listen to it, there's not a single song where I was like, wow, this beat is like the most, one of the most amazing, unique, cool sounding beats that I've ever heard in my life. He was rapping and he sounded really good. But when we got about halfway through, I made the comment where I'm like, this is good. But if I really pay attention, I think the ceiling for this album is like an 8 out of 10. Because it's like, he would, the only way to elevate over that is he would have to be absolutely killing every single song with his bars. Which I don't think he's doing. And he's not doing anything like creatively or like super unique. It's just a collection of like 12 really well made, well put together songs. And the first person that I thought of when I was listening to this was, I don't know if I've ever... I'm pretty sure I sent you it, but it's the it's another UK artist named Nux, and he made a project last year that came out, and he captivates me a lot more as an MC, as a UK MC, and like the beats too that he raps on, like the beat for Home, it's a lot more it like presses you and you feel like the angst behind the piano sample and everything and the way he's rapping on it, mm-hmm. and. There's not a single moment on this project where I feel like I'm getting put into a zone or like really being captivated to want to listen to it more from either production or him. And I don't think that's a fault of him because like, like everyone thinks this, everyone agrees this is a good project, right? Yeah. Yes. I just don't think it's a great project. And I think that's fine, especially if it's like your debut. It's just like, where does he go from there, from here? Like, what do you rap about? And then what do you do next? Because you're just going to get lost in the shuffle of, like, other people that make this type of music. Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, obviously, like you said, production would be the first thing, right? Maybe get more adventurous. Uh, make it... Uh, I, you know what? What if he stripped it down a little bit more? Like... Good, but that, then, then you got to focus on lyrics. But I don't right? think his bars are that bad. I don't think was, they're bad either. Because there was something I heard last down, night. There was something I heard last night where he was, like, talking about... This, I even made the comment where he was talking about the symphonies and the composed of like the girl that he's talking to, and the bar was fine. It's if you structure all the bars around it, that could be good. So like he has hints of being like a, a solid writer, but yeah. I think you need to strip it down or like remix the way that the music comes through. Because we listened to this right before the Ty Dolla Sign album, yeah, and I noticed on the Ty Dolla Sign album that it was mixed a lot more cleanly because I was able to pick out instruments and noises a little bit better than this project. So whoever like mixed and mastered it didn't do a good enough job to separate the sounds and separate him from it so that you just wouldn't, it wouldn't just drone into the background. Because I don't think he's trying to be an artist like that where his voice is an instrument. I think he's trying to actually say shit and actually like stand out as an MC. Well, I mean, Ty also has a lot of help and money at his disposal to actually make sure it sounds like that. I don't yeah. think like, Shaylee oh, yeah, like is quite at that yeah. point. I don't think he's quite there in his career yet. Yeah, uh, for but, a debut album. So I mean, yeah. that, I mean, I don't fault him for for you like pointing that out back to back. Like, 
I think there's a lot of like things that are going against him to to not have that at his disposal. Yeah, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fall. It's not like it's not like the first thing I was like this this album's it's like shit. I fucking hate it. <laughs> like it wasn't mixed poorly because no. like we listened to it straight through. There was no like this is mixed poorly. It's just that when you listen to something that's going to be way more polished, there's going to be way more like expensive equipment and better mm-hmm. engineers behind it. Then you're going to be able to like pick out those sounds that you're going to hear on whatever Apple Music streams at their uh, whatever the kilobytes yeah. that they do because like if it was at like 320 kilobytes when we listen to this we'd probably be able to hear everything different but when you mix down to like this the lower bit rates that's when shit starts to get muddy and sound together and that's where like your crazy engineers that can do like good mixing come into play and are able to like do that so i don't fault him at all like that the title overall yeah. i think this is a fantastic debut album for this guy Easily. I think it's a really, really good like starting point for him. Uh, I, I mean, I'll because of this, I'll be looking forward to anything he puts out in the future. Uh, I, I, I think that it. Um, yeah, bring that, him on the podcast. <laughs> I say I just okay. pulled up like a. I bet we could. I bet we could get him. <laughs> He's got like 9k followers. Uh, he liked and retweeted my tweet about him. So I mean, I, I've, I'm already got a nin. Yeah, he uh, he signed to fucking Idris Elba. Idris Elba signed him. Oddly well, enough. He's got a label? I guess. Apparently. <laughs> and he's doing the UK thing. Yeah, no, like... But no, I am excited to listen to, like, more of his, his music. Excited enough that I might go back and yeah. listen to, no, like, think... the prior EPs. Yeah, that's fair. Last, certainly not least, we have ourselves an experimental hip-hop group that goes by the name of Clipping. The group consists of rapper David Diggs and producers William Hudson and Jonathan Snipes. Are here with visions of bodies being burned. Which is supposed to be the second half of their 2019 album, There Existed an Addiction to Blood. Hmm. The more you know. Yeah, I just thought that it was a clever reference to... Ghetto Boys. Could be. It could actually be both. Yeah. <clears throat> I have... I mean, it definitely is a reference. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think this is the first time we've talked about a clipping project on here. And so I uh, I had heard of clipping in the past, but I don't think I actually listened to them until the project last year. Nah. I, I know we listened to them before. But they're tough listens. That's the thing. They're really that's, tough listens. So that's why you probably didn't remember them. Right. Because I know we've listened to them. Because I know, remember, whenever we started listening to Quality Chris is when we started listening to all that abstract shit together. Like whenever. You, but I, 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 don't I don't remember listening to the 2018 Project Face. I don't remember listening to that. I know I didn't listen to Splendor and Misery. I know for a fact I didn't listen to that. And that was in 2016. And Face was in 2018, and then there was uh, there existed an addiction to blood, which I know I listened to, because I also went back to that to listen. So that to you can listen to that well. fucking rocket launch on the Benny the Butcher song. Uh, there existed an addiction to blood. I actually, for the most part, enjoyed that listen. There were a few tracks here and there that were tough listens, but overall, like I I I liked that that project. Do you remember uh, the song on there where it's like? 
um, he's just rapping. And then every once in a while, a car drives by, and then the beat comes in with the car driving by. And then when the car drives by, the beat fades out again. You remember that, right? That was that on. tight as shit. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. It's one of the coolest, like, well, it's like the cool, one of the coolest minimalist, like, stripped down songs with, like, sound effects like that. Like, I'm stealing this from TZ right now because he's supposed to be the one talking about all this shit. But, uh, Clipping with the last album and then including with this album, it's it's a fucking you're listening you're listening to fucking audio art. This is a fucking movie coming into your fucking ears because that's like the last one. It's like it sets the stage like that entire song where the car is driving by with the beat that'll come in occasionally and then drive away. That like sets the scene and sets the mood for the entire song and then also it fits in the narrative of the album. Yeah. No. I. I think Jordan made a really good point that uh, when you're listening to clipping, like you're you are listening to like thematic art because of the way that the production is layered and the way that they set up songs and transitions and interludes and everything like that. Um, I think that they do a really good job of putting you in a very like specific headspace. Um, and especially like in a project like this, when you're referring to uh, Candyman or you're referring to uh, the Blair Witch Project or a Ouija board or all of these like horror references, uh, you the production has to play a, a big role in that. And I think it does a really good job. I know I made a note on like the song, uh, something underneath. I think that they do such a good job of giving like a sense of urgency uh, in that song with with, like the production and the way that he raps in it. Uh, That's one thing that like you'll notice on here as well, too. And there's there's certain songs like Jordan mentioned, you know, where like there's, uh, you know, like really odd production uh, in the way that it's put together, like whether like uh, you hear it in the car, like like there's an interlude in here. Where it's literally just sheep buying the entire time, like that's that's the entire interlude. And tell me that wasn't your favorite song. It was top three, but um, you know, you you get stuff like that in here. I listened to this once on the road, and then I I got afraid to listen to it at night, uh, so I went back and listened to it again this afternoon. So I could actually like sit through and like read along with it and everything. Um, one thing I really noticed is that the way that he raps is very technical, and I like it. Um, you know, and there's especially like God, and I'm gonna have to find it while you guys are talking about it as well too. There's a very specific part. Um, in, in one song where like he starts like putting together um, like the bars and the way that he says it like it's very like staccato um, or like choppy and it it's it sounds like really really good and the and the bars itself are are tough uh, but like and it's like the like on the chorus like something underneath for example uh, where the beat cuts out and he's saying the chorus in there i think that it's i like when he does that because i think it sounds really really sweet but this project is terrifying i mean like just in general like this is a terrifying album 
Did you guys get that feeling listening to it too? Yes. Um, this album did not help my anxiety. Uh, I because li- I listened to it um, again while I was working, and working like late into the night and listening to like that kind of like harsh noise instrumental um, in the background and just having that shit like looping. It didn't help my anxiety at all. It kept me like keyed, which to be fair, it kept me awake and I was like typing away. But like the whole time I was like anxious getting ready for something to happen. Um, David Diggs, his voice lends itself super well to like that noise it's so like the beats on this project and the um his delivery like i think if he had like a smoother voice it wouldn't have meshed as well like he i i don't know like the the pitch of his voice just fits it so fucking good um 96 uh neve campbell campbell the beat on that is so fucking hard i that was like one of my uh, standout tracks from this uh i enjoy the references to um mind playing tricks on me by ghetto boys which is where like the name of the album comes from uh where it's uh visions of bodies being burned i want to say that's a fuck is that a scarface bar but um then uh the second track uh say the name has like a couple references back to the ghetto boys track with like the chorus being um candlesticks in the dark visions of bodies being burned and i think it's in the second verse he says often drift when she drive which is another reference where uh or an interpolation from the original track the imagery in these is so fucking vivid uh i'm trying to find like the example i had in mind that i had but um Every single time they start talking about, or he starts like describing scenes or just events, I can imagine it so fucking vividly. Uh, like in the song, how to uh, manicure- looking like meat. It might be. when he talks about uh, <laughs> when he talks about slicing through uh, the meat, fresh like a dice in the mirror, like Tyson just bite right through the ear. Yeah. Or uh, this one, um, had a manicure, now it's dirt and oil on his hand, staying low as he scrambles to the car door, glad it's just a short drip to the condo, no signal, head on a swivel, hand on the center console with the pistol, tinted black, got the window right, always shoot the gap at the yellow light, bag of little yellow pills for the nerves, like, that whole verse, the, you can picture everything so fucking clearly, um, and, cause that's from, uh, Check the Lock. The opening verse, uh, which also has another reference that I enjoy, which is guns like he ain't got none jokes on them when his Uzi weigh a ton, um, which is a reference to um, uh, Uzi weighs a ton by Public Enemy. I'm like, hell yeah. I liked this a lot. Again, I don't know how often I'm going to go back to it. Just because, like TZ said, this is kind of a terrifying album. And I'm not in the mood to, like, be constantly, like, (laughs) anxiety-ridden listening to music. Oh, 
Uh, I'm looking at the lyrics again. Gin bottle to the face. Every time I hear that, it makes me laugh because it takes me back to when I was in high school. Um, I had a friend who went out to went out to um, this house in the country that a bunch of people would go to party at. And he's out there and he's getting rowdy. And he said that all of a sudden, I just remember seeing the bottom of a Lord Calvert bottle come out of the shadows. And it fucking caught me on my cheekbone. He's like, <laughs> and then I was out. And when I woke up, I was laying in my front yard with the fucking imprint of the bottle still on my cheek. And I was like, are you okay? And he said, no. That's real life. Yeah. So, but every time I hear gin bottle to the face, I think of that. The uh, the beat break <clears throat> in pain every day is mm-hmm. nuts. It is so good when it switches to that. That's another part. Like, as I was another highlight for me in this project here. Um, yeah, like like Tyrell said though, like this is I for for clipping, like this was like not a painful listen. Like there were like there wasn't a time here where I was like, man, like I am really grinding to get through this. Because uh partially because of you know the way that he was rapping, uh I was I was really uh, interested in. Uh, but even just like sonically, like there wasn't a lot of times in here where I was where I was struggling to get through it. And I, it's got to mean something. Do you think that with David Diggs's like main role in Hamilton, that that is like lending to the exposure of clipping and like making their music a little more radio friendly or not? Nah? Jordan is shaking no. his head. Not a single song on this bitch is fucking radio not friendly. And ra- neither radio friendly is probably like the not the right word, but like more accessible rather. I don't find I don't find a single track on here accessible to anyone that doesn't like like lyrical hip hop or That's abstract. Fair. I don't find a single I don't think I can send a single song on this to a person, even the most accessible one, and be like, What'd you think? You think that's hot? They'd be like fuck was that <laughs> that's that's valid it was just a question what, i just had what song would you send him me yeah uh, i don't know i only have one comment to make about this entire thing and the vocal sample on enlacing track 15 is so mesmerizing and i remember so i don't remember songs five through 14 at all that's crazy because something underneath is so good and so i don't remember any of it i can't believe you don't the chorus and check the lock don't remember it i don't remember what day i'll even listen to this to be honest (laughs) it's been a hell of a work week with meetings and shit i remember i squeezed this album in in like a random part and like a random like hour uh thing but the vocal sample on Enlacing is so enchanting and it's, it, it, it's just so mesmerizing to me and over and over while it's playing and then when they bring in that big swell of all the noise during like the choruses then they strip it away and it's still there. Oh, man, it is so good. 
That's like my, it was like the one part when I was listening to this entire thing that I was just like, what the fuck song am I listening to? And I went and checked and I was like, this is so it, it sounded so beautiful. It sounded like the part of the movie where you're hitting like the, the climax and it felt heavenly while like scary at the same time. And I was just like, oh, this is so cool. So I don't know when I'm ever going to go back and listen to this because it's like, when do you listen to this album? It's not like I'm going to go to work and play the whole thing top to bottom and be like, yeah, this shit fucking goes, man. I, I don't. You walk up to your boss. Hey. Take these headphones. I walk up to him. <laughs> I, get, I, I, I send him a link to a Google Meet and I just start playing it through my speakers, <laughs> through the mic. What you think of this shit, boss? Well, to transition into the topics here real quick, I suppose we should probably mention that the Los Angeles Dodgers did win the World Series. And uh, that means that Jordan has to buy a Mookie Betts jersey. So Most, most important. Any- most important, we have an OnlyFans that we're starting because they did win. Uh, there is another thing. TZ, please read it in all caps. Stacking boxes like UPS. Fan on the barrel to cool the tech. I play the field just like Mookie Betts. Oh, man. All the way since 2014, man, I've been such a fan of Mookie Betts. I loved him. I... I cheered with tears in my eyes and I gritted my teeth trying to just find it in me to be like, I love Mookie, but he plays for Satan. He plays for the KKK in Boston. And those were the toughest years. When he finally got released and sent over to the Los Angeles dollars, it, dollars, Dodgers. Dollars. That actually works low key. It does. <laughs> when he got sent over to the Los Angeles Dodgers, I remember it was like a heavy weight that was lifted off my back and my shoulders and my wings spread wide. And I was like, we're bringing home a fucking World Series, boys, to my favorite franchise, second favorite franchise in the entire MLB. <laughs> Mookie Betts, you deserve this. Clayton Kershaw, who cares? Cody Ballinger, man. That dude looks 420 blazed all the time. I love the Los Angeles Dodgers and Mookie Betts, guys. No. <laughs> uh. Can't wait to Mookie see Betts is the greatest baseball player to ever walk the earth behind Ted Williams. I can't wait to like walk down to Island Park this summer and see Jordan standing there wearing his Mookie Betts jersey, holding a child's baseball bat in his hands, Brian. fucking knocking baseballs down Broadway, sending them bitches, fucking car alarms going off. Tyrell, have I ever told you about how I let Trenton have baseball. <laughs> it may have come up at some point in the past. I was talking to my so before the World Series even started. I was talking about the World Series, and I was telling him how big a fan I was of Bookie Betts, and how scared I was of getting hit by the baseball. <laughs> but I did. But I was like, I did tell my coworker that I let my friend have baseball in high school. <laughs> I I think about your story where you and TZ went out to fucking a Twins game and sat in the outfield, like, sat way out in the fucking bleachers, and the judge is just cranking them bitches out there, and you're hiding next to TZ, saying, TZ, you have to protect me. 
<laughs> I think about that story on a fucking daily it, basis. It sucks we can't go on Halloween because at least I could bring a riot shield and pretend it's part of my costume to protect me if we were out in the outfield. <laughs> like, them shits are like fucking little meteorites just flying down. Whenever I see a baseball player catch a fly ball, I'm like, wow. <laughs> it's like a routine play, and I'm just like... <laughs> So I uh, welcome, I watched the BET Awards, and wait, you actually watched them? I was flipping back and forth in between, and I when I turned on, when I turned it, I didn't start it right away, but because I forgot that it was on. But when I did turn it on, the first performance I saw was Toby Ingwe and uh, Fat performance and i will say this it was really really good he performed the songs try jesus and then uh eat and i was extremely disappointed that he didn't put forth the same effort into like the actual single for the song eat as he did in the bet performance because Mm. the bet performance goes hard and the single was just like he, he was like kind of monotone, so it wasn't like the same energy. Uh, so super disappointing. But Toby Ingwe is Ingwe is super super dope. Uh, I, I say this because the baby uh, was nominated for twelve different awards and he didn't win a single time. Did he deserve any of the twelve awards he was nominated for? I heard he's a terrible neighbor. <laughs> because the neighbors think he's selling dope. Was that his number one? Was that one of the awards? Best neighbor? <laughs> State Farm? <laughs> Who do you think? Holy fuck. Chris Paul showed up and presented the award. Cliff Paul did. Cliff, Cliff. Paul. <laughs> Him and Oscar oh. from The Office were presenting the award for best neighbor. The State Farm special. Sponsored by State Farm. <laughs> yup. Best neighbor awards. Nominees go to our... Da baby. <laughs> sugar in the back. Megan the Stallion. There was a Jadakiss. There was a Jadakiss song or feature verse that I heard today. And the line is <laughs> I can't even say it. He was like, I I pull out, I pull out and bust on her sh- or I pull out and shoot on no, what is he? I pull out and bust on her foot. Tory Lanes. <laughs> that's that's a nuts thing to be joking about, but that's kind of a bar. No, it's not. That is not a bar. Jadakiss is forty-five. <laughs> well, what's your point? You can't be hell. You're fucking nutting. You can't be nutting on people's feet, and like it, like the 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 metaphor or the simile is to Tory Lane shooting Megan the Stallion's foot. Allegedly. But, <laughs> I forgot. He is in the third. He was the third nominee for Best Neighbor. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, fucking, I don't know. Kendall, Kendall Jenner. Uh, what, was the, what was the reason for uh, putting in Eminem has had 10 straight number one albums? Is there like a significance to that? Should He's I 45, I guessed right. Or did it's I say 46? Huh? I'll hear out when I run it back. Yeah, I'll no. put it like a wow wow if I go. Right? But if it, not, I'll go wow wow. Um, I put that in there like last week or the week before, just because we didn't have any other topics in there. 
But like, it's wild to me that Eminem has had ten straight number one albums, considering the last three have not been good. Last f- four. four. Marshall Mathers LP two wasn't that good, was it? I I never listened to it. What were they? Kamikaze. Kamikaze is doo doo. Um. No, was Kamikaze the last one was called? like the the all right one after his fucking uh the Christmas one. Oh, oh the, su- the surprise rebirth? one. It starts with an R, doesn't it? Yeah. Revival, Re- I think. Revival. Oh, that one was so bad. Yeah, that one was the one with the fucking Ed Sheeran track. Um, oh, I have my review for that. I actually listened to all that and saved it on my Snap story. It was fucking bad. But uh, there was that one. Kamikaze. I remember I got DMCA'd for it. <laughs> you got DMCA'd on Snapchat? No, on Twitter. Because I posted oh. on Twitter, too. And they DMCA'd me, and you could. It was only like 15 second snippets at most of a song. That's kind of nuts. I know the fuckers are not having it. Uh, but like the other one is um, "Music to Be Murdered" too, which I didn't like. And then oh, I thought that one was fine. Yeah, it it's just wild to me that like even after Revival and Kamikaze, which like weren't the best. Well, Revival was fucking dog shit, and Kamikaze was. Eh. That uh, music to be murdered to still hit number one. I'm not. I'm not because there's just so many older people and there's so many white people that are just like, yo, I fucking love this shit. And they're just down in their Mountain Dew. They're crushed up. They're snorting their crushed up lines of Doritos and just down in six packs of Mountain Dews. That's fair, I guess. It's just like, it's just, it was just such a wild thing to me that for 10 albums in a row, He's hit number one. Did uh did both of you guys nuts. watch the uh, fifty five greatest trappers of all time list video? I did. Yeah, I actually did. Oh, that's good because I didn't. So I'll let you guys talk about it. Ah, you motherfucker! It's so good though. So he, explain he it to me. List. I do like one of the things I really liked about this list is that he doesn't have them tiered. They're not numbered uh, or uh, in order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought like, that was smart because I don't. I think it's impossible to do that, especially with like something as subjective as this. Like there would be people fucking. I mean, there was already people like mobbing each other in the comments, but like this kind of mitigates it a little bit. Well, fucker had LP, but didn't have Killer Mike. On that the was list. nuts. <laughs> and then inst- he had um. Who else was he missing? Um. Fuck, I don't remember. I watched it like two days ago. But the list itself is really good. And yeah. it's well thought out. It's like it takes into account like uh, like your mainstream, your lyrical, and like albums and discography. Like he he weighed a lot of different factors while putting together the list because Drake is in there. And like when you think of Drake, you don't think of him as like a top rapper. But when you think of like the totality of hip hop music, you can't not have Drake in. Like he's had a decade run of like number one hits, like hit after hit after hit. And like even yeah. if he hasn't like put it together on an album, which I would kind of argue with if you're reading this is too late. But uh, well, most people would say like take care, but I think that's I think that aged poorly, and I don't I think there were too many corny songs on that one. But um, like he he is such an undeniable run that he makes sense being in there. But he didn't have Fifty Cent in there. And That's I, an interesting I wonder, one. But I guess, I like how much do you weigh? Get rich or die trying? Because that's literally all he has. So you can say oh, the massacre, gosh. but everything after it's like, well, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Obviously, I mean, so he didn't have Talib Kweli in there either. 
No, but he had most death in there. Did he yep. have Black Thought? Yeah. Um, he had uh, Del the stacks. Funky Homo Sapien in there, which I thought made was interesting. Sense. That one made sense because Deltron thirty thirty is a is a cult classic. And then, like he was saying, the the Clint Eastwood would never have been that big. That gorilla oh, song no. would never have been that big without those rap verses. Like about, him and his collabs with uh, gorillas was good. Like I thought that was a good pick. Yeah. Was Nas in there? Yes. Yeah. Uh, LL Cool J was one that kind of threw me too, but like no, that that one made sense it, because it we're, sense. we're way too young. We're way too young to know that, how like huge he was, like mainstream and shit. Oh yeah, that's like the only reason it threw me though was that like who's the old who was the oldest rapper on the list? Big or how far Daddy to go back? Kane? Big Daddy Kane was on there. A rock him. Some it would have been Slick Rick, like they were on there. Yeah, there was no KRS One was on there. It would have been Rakim. Rakim was like one of like the very first like. And then who was the uh, the newest? Him or Big Daddy King? The newest would have been uh, Kendrick or Drake. But I feel like there was someone newer, wasn't there? Um, I mean, like not not necessarily newer, but like kind of hit popularity more recently. Uh, Freddie Gibbs. Oh yeah, he had Gibbs in there. That was yeah. yeah Gibbs has been around. No, I don't count Gibbs. But I guess, like you're saying, popularity he kind of picked up because Gibbs what came out around Kendrick and Drake because I remember listening to him when I was in high school still. Yeah, but he didn't blow up. No, he didn't blow up until Bandana or not Bandana till uh, Pinata. Yeah, like no one gave a shit about his albums, even though like his stuff before is pretty good too. He is a crazy but discography. Even, but I was gonna say, even then though, like I still don't think he. I don't think he. There was another project that was looked for or like anticipated until we got Bandana. Oh, everyone like even, was everyone was so ready for Bandana for like two years. I know, and like he was putting out like projects before them, but I wasn't seeing like anybody like yo, it's new Freddie Gibbs though, or like hey, Freddie Gibbs about to release a project like. I didn't see. I didn't see the it's hype. Because of, it's because of the Madlib beats, dude. Him over the Madlib beats are incredible, and you weren't getting that on like Shadow of a Doubt, and even on like the, the Kenny Beats shit. And then when he got locked up in jail too, over overseas, that project that he came out with, it wasn't like those those beats really blew us away or his rapping and shit. Like he was good, but it's not like it was pinata type production and him rapping over it, or Bandana yeah. and him rapping over it. It feels like this in this last year. It, it's more like the old heads on Twitter are just like, yeah, fuck yeah, Freddie Gibbs. And they're just so ready to loft him up there. And it also <laughs> helps that he is very sound adjacent to the entire Griselda movement that started getting popular too. So that's also helping with his push. But like the pinata and the bandana, that kind of shit coupled together, him with Madlib was what was getting lofted higher. Because everyone's like, yo, new Madlib. Because it's not like Madlib dropping music like left and right. And he's a legend like from before mad lib just remember when, a project with an artist that i had never heard of yeah i rem- i remember seeing like the hints about it but i don't remember what it was uh the pro- the artist was lmno yeah and but, it was uh, he had a project of all mad lib beats but i think it was only on Bandcamp. yeah danny brown uh, is on this list were there any ah, artists that's a good one were, were there any artists you didn't think should have been on there or were iffy? No. Like, there were probably somewhere if I, like, was just scrolling through this and saw their name, I'd be, like, a little bit, like, eh. But, like, his 
Like what? His his rationale is explanation for a lot of them. Like I Nicki don't care Minaj. about his rationale. Nicki Minaj. No, Nicki Minaj made sense. Nicki Minaj made so much sense for me. Commercial success, and she can actually rap too. Again, like, like I said, like she was with, huge with the explanation, like the rationale, like I get it. But at the same time, like there's just somewhere I'm like, eh. But I I I watched this after coming off of trying to do a similar thing for Jordan with UFC fighters, and I was like, that's just so much shit you have to fucking weigh. And like, so like me like looking at this, like I respect the hell out of this fucking list he has created. Um. He has four Wu Tang members on here, and what was it? Ghostface, Raekwon, Jizza, uh, Method, and ODB. Wait, ODB. Yeah, Don't, I was. Wait, was that Method, Method Man in there? Yeah, I was just gonna ask Method Man, Redman. No, Method Man and Redman weren't on here. Makes sense. Which I though. thought, like, it, it low key makes sense to me. See, like, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I would have put ODB ahead of Method Man. Well, so I, I don't really. I think I started like I, I started skipping through towards that did he have rick ross on there i don't think so not when i've just been like skipping through and i haven't seen rick ross at all okay because it's in alphabetical order yeah. um he had push a t he but did. i think the odb is like his influence on like a little bit more abstract hip-hop and like how eccentric he was too when he dropped his project and how early it was because i think that lent to why he was on that list ghostface makes sense ghostface is so good ghostface is incredible He's an amazing rapper. Oh, fuck yeah. Lil B Lupe. was in there. Oh, Lil B was a great one. I was so happy when I saw Lil B. I was like, see, TZ doesn't get it. This is why TZ shouldn't have a podcast, because TZ would have never put Lil B on his top 55 rappers of all time. <laughs> You're right. I love Lil B, dude. Oh, man. Tyrell? Yeah? Take us into the Twitter segment. All right, so we have a slightly special Twitter segment because I have to read uh, a Facebook post as well <laughs> from Redacted. Might as well just fucking call it social media then. Well, no, this is this is <laughs> goddamn. And so from my Instagram feed. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a one-time thing because in honor of us surpassing Redacted in episodes. I want to give you guys an insight into how your former colleague is doing in life. Boo! Fuck him! Motherfucker posted. Fuck that motherfucker! Last Thursday, I never realized how down bad I was until I woke up one morning and instantly played Joe Budden's No Church in the Wild remix. Sucker's acting like he's built from spare parts. (laughs) You got a whopping three likes on that one. No one is checking (laughs) in on the man. Maybe he doesn't have a lot of Facebook friends, though, so I'm not even going to fault him. That's that's fair. All right, Twitter segment. One day ago, Redacted tweeted, I'm unemployed on Facebook, adding non-related <laughs> females. Have to get my passport text... Or have to get my passport next and then visit my uncle in Germany. Find a nice European lady who appreciates me and my culture. Wait. Hmm? His... Never mind. I don't. He, his life is fucking whatever. I don't fucking know why his family's in Germany. <laughs> uh, a negative aspect about me is I blow drill way too quickly. <laughs> um, he like really hit us with a bunch of shit yesterday. Stocking stuffers. 
That's it. It's the whole tweet. <laughs> I'm going to finally be able to paddleboard and swim every day next summer like a Hawaiian. Early in the morning, too. <laughs> I, so, like, the stocking stuffer tweet just makes me think, like, what? Why? <laughs> like, what do you see in your day that you're just like, this? Now. Yeah. <laughs> um, three days ago, he tweeted out, China King? <laughs> and right before that, he tweeted, how much? I'm guessing these are all questions. Yep. Oh, yeah, no. When I, like, put the question inflection in there, it's because there's a question mark at the end. Um, five days ago, my phone would not allow me to capture the mystique of the great gray owl. I was sad when I saw that. Are you the like on it? Uh, no. Okay. It has one you should like. double check. You should double check. Uh, I'm not... I, I screenshotted these because I was uh, I was afraid yeah, he, he was going to delete yes. them. Yeah, I understand the god. Yep. Uh, I know we. He works in mysterious ways. He truly does. Just like did you see all eight me. truckloads of us hunting on West Road that one night? There ain't going to be no deer or large game left on the main reservation in ten years. He's an almanac. Truly, and we got one more tweet. As a boy, I failed to acknowledge her ability to straddle and maneuver maneuver the corral fencing with ease. (laughs) I just, one day, I want to go out and, like, meet him somewhere. Because, like, it won't be in a restaurant. He he would refuse to meet me in, like, a cafe or something. Like, we'd have to meet, like, the crossroads somewhere. (laughs) And I would ask him about his Twitter habits. And I don't think I would get a good answer. I don't think, you think I, like, if, uh, I could comprehend think if we the picked answer. A, um, do you think if we picked a random like rest stop in Minnesota and I tweeted out, Trey, meet me at insert mile marker near this restaurant on Saturday at three, do you think I'd get a reply tweet? But not like a reply. It would be in a separate tweet addressing me by name, not tagging me. Do you think that would happen? And you do you might, think he would do it? You might get a like, and that might be his acknowledgement. And we his would likes just have to are very barren. His, exactly. his likes are very barren. So it would be a it would be a hundred percent confirmation that we have to go and meet him. <laughs> yeah. What if he's there too? Oh, that would he, be so legendary. That's that kind of behavior and type of shit is the the stuff of mythology in this day and age like that shit just doesn't happen people don't do shit like that that's like fucking 1960s like spy novel like you place an ad in the classifieds and you just (laughs) show up and like a hope that someone has seen to come find it for you but instead it's just on twitter i'm asking for nudes and then they show up in my email (laughs) box in my spam folder in my spam folder (laughs) The fact that, well, there's a lot to unpack there, but one is that they were emailed to you <laughs> and that the the email that they came from was so suspicious. That they wound up well, in the it was because folder. no subject, there was no subject tagline. It was just here. And then it was an attachment to a Google Drive. I actually had to go to Dropbox to download them shits in a zip file. Man, how? I had to put a password in. I have so many questions about how shit works back then. <laughs> said back then <laughs> like it was fucking 2004 and dropbox is the thing it was actually using aol had to aol message 
I'm just like, y'all had texts. Y'all had Snapchat by that point. <laughs> and yet homegirl was like, you know what? Let's upload this bitch to Dropbox, password protect it, and email him the link. <laughs> It'd be so hot. <laughs> like the extra effort that goes through for that shit. It would be way hotter if it was like encrypted with like a, it was like a password that you had to get hashed and salted before you submit it. And you have to get a fucking JW token from, you have to submit it on their website and then go through all that process to have it decrypted in order for you to access it. It's a fucking ARG just to access a picture of a titty. <laughs> I have to submit a DNA scan to Ancestry.com and they have to approve that it is me in order for me to get access into this Google Drive. You can take us home, TZ. Do you think that we get the, uh, the Brent Fias album or the Sonder album first? You saw Sonder tweeted, right? Bro. What if when they, when they release, I'm going to cry. Do you know hey, how man. long? Do you know how long I've been waiting? Teasing. For what a if Sonder a, what if, album. What if when they drop the project, you just see my name in the artist tag and it's me and Sonder? It's been <laughs> it's been 3 years. I'm the surprise. It's guest. been it's been just as we've we've waited just as long for a Sonder project as we have for Kendrick. Well, at least we had Brent Fias to like fill the void, because that fuck the world project is so good. Yo. Zidf, you ain't fucking following us on the Twitter. Fuck the world, I'm a walking erection. You're missing out on one dollar coming out of my bank account. (laughs) Cause I'll give it to you. I hope awkward? bribery works because it worked for one person. Shouts to Sean. <laughs> Bribed him with a dollar? <laughs> you fucking bet. You <laughs> said, "Did you see that? Uh, did you see that Berlin was like, we need to get a, we need to get a command in your uh, Discord so that every time a Color Theory podcast episode is posted, it'll automatically post here." And I was like, "Hey man, Discord admin, chop chop." <laughs> So please, if you're listening and you're not following on Twitter, go follow us at Color Theory Pod, and I will donate $1 <laughs> to your Venmo or PayPal of your choosing. <laughs> you're fucking paying for fans, bro. I don't fucking care. This is the opposite of OnlyFans. <laughs> We're going to make it back in the shit? end. Oh, man. we, Bro, we deserve this. Anyone that's listening, they're just like, oh, my God, the knowledge starts from these guys. They're teaching me so much about music I did not know. And, oh, my God, Yoshi is so funny. I hope he gets with Pokemon, too. Next week, y'all are learning way too much about UFC because we're going to have not one but two greats who have retired in the last month. And I'm going to be <gasps> very sad. I saw that what you I saw what you wrote in there and I was like, what? Yeah. No way. Yo, fuck racism. Shout out redacted. Shout out redacted. Shout out redacted. Shout out TZ. Shout out Tyrell. Uh, shout out uh, Mookie Betts. Shout out Alan. Second, shout out Alan. 
Stacking boxes like UPS, fan on the barrel, the cool detect, pay to feel like a monkey bets. Like, shouts to you, man. Shouts to Justin Turner for being a fuck and an idiot. TZ, I don't know if you've been paying attention to, like, all the shit that's been coming out after that. But it's fucking nuts, dude. He was Wild. like, nah, man, I'm going to celebrate. He went out there, like, against, like, the isolation. So, allegedly, allegedly. But <laughs> he went out there against, like, the what they said to do. And, and they didn't do anything. And then, Mookie, and then uh, Mookie was like, being a good team. No, nah, it was cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Being a good team. <laughs> Shouts to you. You get it. See, TZ gets it. TZ, I know if I ever get caught committing felonies, he will be there to defend me. Oh, fuck yeah. See? I don't know about Tyrell. Yeah, I don't know about you. Alan, for sure. Uh, redacted, redacted. <laughs> One of those redacted definitely would sell me out. Redacted, redacted, redacted. One of those would sell me out. One would just be too scared and get beat up. And then the other, um, <laughs> I, and the other, uh, what about Scuzz? I like that, you're, like, like that you're unsure <laughs> about me when I was willing to go back to the polling place after I've already voted to go <laughs> and ascertain homegirl's identity for you. <sighs> Man. To go and ascertain number three headbands identity for you. I love her so much. Do you think I'd be able to hold the number one headband? Oh, I'd get fucked up, huh? No, <laughs> we'll yeah, see you guys up, next huh? week. I would get so fucked Thanks for up. Coming out. Uh no. I I think I'd be able <laughs> to hold, hold it down. Number one headband. By now. I would hold it down, dude. I you know what? Cause I would have to get it somehow. So if I got it, then I have to then I have to like have the skills. Who has it now? Who is it now? Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Who would have the number one headband right this second? Um, fuck. Who would have it? Uh, I think, well, because I don't know if I want to actually do this like a serious conversation, because if we really do it, then we have to be like, it has to be a UFC fighter, right? It would have to be Khabib. That's what I'm saying, cause like yeah. in uh, like hypothetical, I'm like, ah, maybe it's LeBron, but like, <laughs> yeah. But I was like, well, how? What if it's Trump? No. Oh, I'd fuck Trump up, dude. If I saw him, oh yeah, he'd be. You know how like he stands, like he's fucking standing 45 degree angles. I'd just get behind him and just mm, COVID 19, bitch, and then see what see what he does. He's just laying on the fucking floor, flopping like a fish, flopping like a flounder, asking for a fish fillet from fucking McDonald's and a McChicken and some shit. He's like, "Give me a high C, bro," and I'm like, "Yo, fuck you, fuck you, you motherfucker." And then he's just like, We wasted probably about 15 minutes of my uh, one of my classes today mm-hmm. laying out our ideal model of uh, the U.S. like governmental system, and it involved an octagon in the middle of uh, Congress chambers. So whenever like two opposing um, politicians had like differing views, they would glove up and they would get in the octagon and whoever won the, the fisticuffs, their policy is the one that got pushed through. Oh, you know how much it would kind of suck to have to, you'd have to get at least one fighter on your, your side every time. You'd, oh, have yeah. to, you'd have to like run a fighter in a district or whatever. In the 56th Congressional District of California, <laughs> John Bones Jones <laughs> under the Democratic ticket. Oh, God. God. That'd be fucking nuts. Did you keep recording or did you stop? Oh, no. I kept it going. Okay. Yeah. Fuck you, TZ. That's right. 
TZ said that he doesn't like the podcast anymore and that this extra section, which we are now branding as the Tyrell and Yo Show. Oh. <laughs> Do you have a nickname that you want to use in the title? Do you want it to be Yuck? And I was going to say the, the Yosh and Yuck. <laughs> Yo, but hey, number one headband. I'm coming for it. Um, I don't know if I would get all for one. I don't know if I'm that pussy <laughs> to get that. But shout out to Izuku Midoriya. Um, yes, I would be. Uh, you can hear us. Okay, we can. We can stop. I'm fucking now. Sometimes I'm social. Sometimes I'm introverted and I'm not social. I got two apartments because I'm by coastal. Yeah. Take a shower before we fuck because I'm OCD. Pussy smelling like a flower, now I know it's clean I put money over bitches so you know I'm sorta of mean And your auntie a crackhead who hit the shoulder lean At the picnic, she embarrassing and irritating I will-